Amen. Good morning, everyone. I hope, first of all, you can hear me. Yeah, we yes, can, we can. That's excellent. Okay, let me just get... Excellent. So, good morning, everyone. It's so wonderful morning. to be here. Oh, that's so great. If you want to say hello, you can use the chat. I don't mind you talking and using the chat. I don't mind it being interactive today. Well, this is very new. Uh, very different, but you know, uh, that doesn't mean God can't work, that he has been working over the past uh, year as we've been in this situation. Mm. So I'm going to, if my internet goes, as it sometimes might do, you know, I thought what I would do is put my uh, message up anyway on the PowerPoint. So even if you don't hear me talking, at least you can see the message. So I thought that. So I think I can share the screen. So it's Happy Mother's Day to you all. Thank you. And you. Oh, bless, bless. Let yeah, thank you. Same to you. <laughs> Excellent. Mm. It's great uh, seeing the names and everything. So yeah, ha very Happy Mother's Day. So um yes it's interesting actually because um the last year has been very interesting for all of us and um but i sort of felt in my spirit to talk about joel chapter two and uh it's whilst it's not related to mothers per se but i think there's an element in here for everyone so i want to talk about that so basically as i said Happy Mother's Day to mothers, daughters, everyone, actually, those who's going to be mothers, so aunts, etc. Just happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, I just want to quote something. This is something I wrote uh, a few years ago called The Designer's Daughter. You are a designer's daughter or the designer's daughter, the, the designer being God himself. So you are the designer's daughter created by his hand molded and fashioned into something new, someone new. You've been chosen from creation to fit the master's plan and to walk in the path prepared for you. So just remember that mothers today and I'm hoping that this um, will bless everyone today. Just a little bit, I hope you don't mind me doing a little bit of advertising here as I usually do. Over, <laughs> over the last year, I've written another book. And, you know, I wrote P31 Women, Proverbs 31 Women. Well, I've written a book called P31 Men, Proverbs 31 Men. And if you really want to know what a Proverbs 31 man is, then I think you need to get the book. So uh, they're available on Amazon and it'd be great if you can support the work. But um when I was writing it, I remember thinking, gosh, what can I write about men? And then someone said to me, well, you've got six brothers, haven't you? And so I said, yeah, I have actually. So let me see. But um, I got this idea to write about biblical men in the first person. So I write, I've written the book as if I'm them. So I've written the book as if I'm Adam or David, or what's it, so it's quite interesting take on it, so um, I hope that brothers and sisters will, will support the book. So, let's start off with Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and this is what it says, and afterward, 
I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth. So, the last 12 months, what's it been like for us? So, over the last 12 months, it may have been a vision snatcher for many of us. So, many of us had our vision set out uh, last year, 2020, but come March, everything changed for us. So the last 12 months it has changed for everyone. The seemingly strong became weak. Travelers became stay-at-homers. I was one of those travelers and I had to stay at home. The bright-eyed and bushy-tailed undergraduates started to suffer mental health issues. Parents had to hold down jobs and be teachers, carers, nurses, all at the same time. New words were created like furlough, COVID-19, the R8, bubble, and I will Zoom you. And even church leaders had to close up church doors and quickly grasp the world of technology. Some of you now, Paul, I'm sure you're so techno proficient that, you know, this is what has happened in the last 12 months. <laughs> the, the past year has been a year where the dream uh, of a dream snatcher for some. We have lost loved ones, parents, wives, husbands, children, work colleagues. But as I said in my spirit, I've been hearing, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. You know, about March last year, I remember getting this real prophetic word and it, it wasn't very an, a nice word. All I heard was um, that it was like the situation where the children of Israel were going to cross into um, Canaan from Egypt. And I felt God say that we're going to lose many. Many will not be crossing from Egypt into Canaan. We will lose many this year, and that was last year. Um, and, um, but it's not a loss that uh, will, will make us suffer in a way. Yes, there was suffering, but I felt that the Canaan was something of promise. So it was like the Lord, I felt the Lord saying, we're going to lose many this year. Some will not enter into the next phase, but they're going to be with the Lord, those who were with the Lord anyway. So at this moment, I feel God is saying, blow the trumpet. And the blowing of the trumpet means a call to attention. In other words, get our ears open. God has something to say to us. And I'm sure over the last year, God has been saying and talking to many of us because we've been asking the question, why Lord, what's going on? So in Joel 2 verse 28 was a call for a new dis dispensation 
or a time was coming. The significance was that what was about to happen was not limited to just one people group, or was it limited to one gender, one race or age group? Demographically, it would be widespread. So it wasn't just about Israel anymore. The Lord was saying, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And we see that um, obviously come to fulfillment in the book of Acts. It says sons and daughters will prophesy. For once in the biblical text, we started to see the gender imbalance being addressed. It was sort of seen a leveling of the playing field inequality being addressed. You know, in those days, we didn't really, when you read the Bible, when you read the Bible, you tend to think, gosh, did, was there something about women that was uh, unfair in the Bible? There's always this element. But I believe that, that, that what God wanted to do was address that imbalance that had been created. So he wanted to what they call level the playing field. So it was being addressed. Sons and daughters will prophesy. That's so important. Both sons and daughters, because you would see maybe you'd hear of maybe Miriam and Deborah, but you wouldn't really see the prophetic so much on daughters. But this was a new call. Sons and daughters will prophesy. No longer just sons, but daughter, daughters also being elevated on the ministerial ladder and getting the same acknowledgement and indeed giftings. Sons and daughters shall prophesy is only mentioned in two places in the Bible, and that's in Joel and that's in Acts. It comes from the Hebrew word to bubble up or to pour to pour forth words abundantly. Although we know that Deborah and Miriam were prophetic voices, little is said about other females operating in the prophetic. But what this verse means is that what was once reversed for one gender or reserved for one gender, one nation and one people group was now open for to all it's astounding when you hear people from all nations having a common language i was in ealing yesterday and i heard a, a worship band on the street praising and i looked around and i thought gosh they've got such a lovely voice and when i went up to them to, just to ask them where they were from they said they were from the philippines so it's like wow the 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 the, the prophecy of pouring my spirit on all flesh was now coming to pass. There was now a common language across nations in terms of Jesus. So the prophetic comes in various ways. It comes in foretelling and forthtelling. So it tells the future as well as look at the, the past as well. But it's for edification, inspiration, upliftment and encouragement. Now, we also know those who hold the office of prophet can bring judgment, as Isaiah did in, in, in um, Hezekiah, and we hear of other prophets. So let's go on to the next part of the text. The next part of the text says, your old men shall dream dreams. This is really important. When I used to hear this, 
When I was a youngster growing up in church and used to hear about old men dreaming dreams, I used to think, well, it's because, you know, they probably sleep more, so they're going to dream more, etc. But the scripture carries significant weight for the elderly. This is so, this is what's so great about scripting about the spirit. It crosses boundaries and demography. So it's not just about one group. So your old men will dream dreams. What does that mean? That because maybe the old sleep more, therefore they're prone to dream more? No, not at all. This isn't just about having a dream while you're sleeping. No doubt it encompasses that, but it's being wide awake and being able to dream. Not necessarily a daydreamer, but those of us who maybe come into the sunset of our lives, where maybe at the age of 60, 70, 80, or maybe some of us may be going into our 90s, you still have a dream. Isn't that amazing? You can say amen. It's amazing that God has called us whatever age you are to be dreamers to have a dream how many times have i heard people who are not even old say i'm too old for that sometimes they're not that old but they're just saying oh, i'm too old for that uh so i will leave that to the young ones of course elderly people may not have the physical capabilities as younger people, maybe some of us may have ailments, etc. That's fine. We understand that those physical capabilities we don't have. But having a dream does not necessarily mean that you are the one that will do it on your own. Being a dreamer means that you put the infrastructure in place that this can take place and will live on after you have gone. That's what being a dreamer is about. How many people do we know we still keep talking about them years and years and centuries on because what they did they built the dream they built that dream we hear about um colonel sanders who didn't start kentucky fried chicken until he was in his 60s but now we still hear of kentucky fried chicken is that he built that infrastructure and that dream lives on but there was a certain king in the bible who failed to do that. This king, it's an amazing story because this king, he loved God, he was a great king, but he failed to build a platform of success for those coming after him. And it's interesting actually, because sometimes, you know, you might go to church, you might do this, you might do that, but we're not building a platform for success for those coming after us. And that king was Hezekiah. And in 2 Kings 20, verse 9, it gives us some insight into this. And it reads, then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you, will be taken away and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Now listen to Hezekiah's reply. The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied. For he thought, will there not be peace and security in my lifetime? So what was Hezekiah was saying? He became short-sighted. 
what Hezekiah did, so let's just think about the story. Hezekiah was ill, sick, and he turned his face and prayed to God. And God heard his cry and added 15 years on his life. So after that, when he had recovered, he invited enemies into the palace. And they were an envoy from Babylon. And they came to spy in the palace and see what was in there. And Hezekiah was showing it off and saying, oh, these are all my riches. So what Isaiah did was pronounce judgment and that his nation would be captured and carried off as slaves to Babylon. But all Hezekiah could say was, well, at least it's not going to happen to me. As long as I have a good time during my lifetime, that's all that matters. He didn't think about future. He just thought about himself there and then. Well, as long as it's not going to happen to me, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. So why should I worry about it? Okay. That's, that's his short sightedness. Hezekiah had just gone through the major healings. I said, he had 15 years added onto his life. He was a command. He was commanded to go into, to, to get his house in order. That's another thing. He even had a son, Manasseh, during those additional 15 years. He had Manasseh during those 15 years. Yet due to a lack of vision, he missed, he missed an immense opportunity. He missed an opportunity to develop his vision beyond his lifetime and to leave a legacy so that his sons followed him and walked in his footsteps. And also the greatness of God of Israel could be passed down to the next generation. But what happened? And this is so this is so quirky because Manasseh, Manasseh, after all those things happened to Hezekiah, Manasseh was one of the most wickedest king that ever lived. It's just unbelievable. And he reigned when he was started reigning when he was 12 years old. So what was Hezekiah showing him? what legacy was he leaving him so this is how we can sometimes become um short-sighted in the in our vision the text then goes on to say your young men shall see visions again this encompasses young men and young women seeing visions this is about revelation it's about turning the seeing into actions why? Because youth can do that. Youth can have that sort of freshness where they will just get up and do it. So it's turning the seeing into the doing. This is about creating something from nothing. So over the past few years, we have seen young creating new inventions, the internet, the mobile phone, the tablet, etc., etc. Could it be, church, could it be? That the Lord is saying that his church is thinking too small and therefore building too small. So I would like to encourage the young, those of you on, on, uh, on this, uh, hearing this message today, to be brave and courageous, just like Joshua was. Many of young people over the last year have suffered anxiety, mental health problems, and suicidal thoughts because they felt that their future has been lost. But I want to encourage you young people, be strong and be very courageous
for the Lord your God is with you. He's called you to have the vision. That's why the spirit of the Lord was outpoured. He's calling the young to be the visionaries. However, a word of caution is not to think that you know it all. Sometimes as young people, we can think, well, I don't need the elderly. Of course, you are going to have fresh ideas and have a fresh take on things, but make sure you exercise wisdom, not arrogance, not just sayers of the word, but also doers of the word. To be true prophetic visionaries and to know what to keep and what to dismantle and when you need to dismantle things and rebuild, because some things we will need to keep. Some of the infrastructure you will need to keep, but some of those things you might need to dismantle and rebuild. So that's what I believe the Lord is saying to you as youth today. One final thing that Joel reiterates even is about the servants, both men and women, will I pour out my spirit on. Isn't that amazing? Even the outcasts, the downtrodden, and those who do not usually get a seat at the table, God will pour out his spirit on. The Lord has given this charge. There is now no excuse. So women, mothers, daughters, um, aunts, we cannot say that it's only on men that God has poured out his spirit. So we, cannot, so we cannot do much. Our place is this and uh, not that. Our gift is this and not that. I want to remind you the gifts of the spirit are gender neutral. Okay? You don't have to be a male to be a prophet. You know, they're gender neutral. The spirit doesn't have preference of who it gives its gifts to. The spirit will pour it out on all flesh. Young people, you cannot say that you don't have the spiritual capacity. God has specified what he will do when he pours out his spirit. He expects you guys to be the visionaries. Older people, don't stop dreaming. Let the young know your dreams so that even if you don't have the capacity and strength, then maybe if you pass your dreams on, they can help you realize them. I remember Esther, who, who uh, died last year. She, um, I encouraged her to put her poems into a book because she wrote lovely poems because I wanted her poems to outlast her, you know? When I heard of poems about three or four years ago, I thought, wow, put them in a book because those poems will outlive you. So what are the five key things that God wants us to know at this time? Just in summary, stop dreaming too small, I feel God is saying to us all. Not just, not just hope, but just us as a church sometimes. Stop dreaming too small and stop praying too small. I remember the Lord said to me once, Audrey, stop asking me for the basics. Stop asking me because you know I'll provide them. That's what I promise. I promise that I will provide them. So dream bigger. Ask bigger. Let your dreams and visions be bigger than you. Align the vision to bringing his kingdom on earth. That's what the scripture says. says. Let your kingdom come your will be done on earth i believe that god is getting us he's setting us up now 
for the kingdom to be realized on earth. I definitely believe that God's going to birth kingdom businesses. I definitely believe that God's going to um, um, give wealth in a way that we've never seen wealth before, because there's mm -hmm. going to be a, a sort of turning around, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so be, be prepared for that. Post-COVID needs to be different from pre-COVID. Okay? I believe that. Of course, we're going to go back to our churches and stuff, but our thinking needs to be different. Post-COVID needs to be different from pre-COVID. Our dreams and visions should influence at least one sphere of society, health, media, the arts, the economy, finance, sports, commerce. Amen. So yeah. those are the things that I just wanted to share with you today. I'll stop sharing. Those are the things that I really felt God had laid on my heart to share with you today. That hope and as all of us, as people of the Lord, I feel God is saying, yeah, we've left Egypt. We've left Egypt. We've now entered in a new and different dispensation. I'm sure that some of the people who had passed last year, I'm sure that they didn't say that if only I spent more time at work or anything. I'm sure some of them were saying, if only I had did this, if only I had done that, if only, if only, if only. This is a time where we don't need to be saying if only anymore. I believe that this is a time where God wants to say it's time. Let's just let's just pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. So, yeah, Lord, we just bless you, Father. We just bless you, Lord. We just bless you, Lord, for the things that you have prepared for your people. Although there's been great loss, Lord, I believe that there's going to be a great, great harvest. I believe, Lord God, there's going to be great growth. I believe, Lord God, that um, the church has a great, great commission to do post-COVID. Because there are many people, Lord God, who will need your people at this time. It's like you've created a... Uh, a highway and a roadway for your people at this time to be reaching out to the world, Lord God. Father, I thank you for everyone here today. I thank you that young men shall see visions. You know, I don't, I can't see everyone's who's, who's on here today, but I can read some of your names. And I'm going to say, I see Simon. Simon, I'm going to say to you, I'm going to declare the word of the Lord to you, that those visions that God has put into you and yet to put in you, he wants you to start them now. Don't think that you need to have the money in place first. Don't think that you need to have these things in place first. I feel the Lord is saying to you, accelerate the pace that you were working on, accelerate it, do it quicker, do it more fervently and do it more steadfastly, do it with focus. 
I don't know what I get this thing about. It's like you're in a studio and you're turning all these knobs and doing all these different things. And I feel that Lord is saying, um, turn up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Because this is the time where he wants to use you in a very, very special way. So, Lord, I thank you for Simon. I thank you for the call on his life, Lord God. And I thank you for all the things you've you've got uh, bestowed for him. Rinaldo, I don't know you. I don't know you. I've never seen you. I don't even know what you look like. But I sense that Lord is saying, and I'm just going by what I'm hearing about your name because we hear of the great Rinaldo uh, in football. But yeah, I feel, Rinaldo, that you've been um, hiding behind the scenes. You know, you've sort of been... Um, waiting for others to do it it's like there's a lack of there's a confidence but god is saying i son i'm giving you the confidence to do what you what um i've put in your heart to do son i'm giving you the confidence you may not have the skill you may not be able to you think that you have the skill but don't look at the skill don't look at uh what you can't do look at what i can do through you and I feel, Ronaldo, that you're going to be reaching out to even people from your people group. Those that, um, yeah, those that are in your people group, you're going to be reaching out to. And I sense that the Lord is saying, kick that ball, <laughs> kick it hard. And uh, because it's going to have impact into the areas where it should go. I feel, you know, the Lord wants to bless you, Ronaldo. He wants to uh, increase your confidence at this time in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we, we bless you for Ronaldo, Lord God. We thank you for all that you have for him in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, yeah, and I thank you for Paul, Lord. And I thank you for Florence, Lord. And I thank you for the mantle that you've placed on them, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that even Paul and Florence, you've held things together in a way over this year. And I, I sense God just wants to say, thank you, my son, and thank you, my daughter. Thank you for putting me first. And thank you for even putting your own plans on hold so that you will accommodate uh, my people. I just sense that God wants to bless you, Paul and Florence. And I sense that he's going to increase your storehouse. I sense where you've been living on little and even the word empty comes to me, where you've been in living on empty, God is filling you up and he's going to fill up and he's going to uh, increase you and is going to fill up those gaps right now in the name of Jesus and Mary I don't know if you're on here but I just want to give a word to you at this moment in time in the name of Jesus hallelujah bless you for Mary Lord God and Mary you indeed are a voice you indeed are a voice you are you indeed are a voice that surpass your age um you know i just get this uh picture of deborah and the wisdom that was placed on her and the anointing that was placed on her and even 
colonels came to Deborah to seek advice. And I just sense the leadership that God has placed on you to lead and to give advice and to give wisdom. I sense, Mary, that that is the realm of um, anointing that you have. And I sense that God is saying, yeah, rise up with the plans in your heart, the plans for the young people. And um it's not even just young people, Mary. I don't even just see you doing one thing. There are several things that I see you having your hands in and doing. And I feel the Lord is saying, even though it, over the last few years, it's felt a little bit barren and a little bit bare. But thank you, my daughter, because I've had to mold you and make you into the designer's daughter. I've had to redesign you, redesign your thinking, redesign your um, pathway so that you can actually do what I've called you to do. And Mary, um, I just sense that the call that's on you is not given to a lot of people because they probably wouldn't be able to bear it. And I just sense that God is saying that, yes, walk in the path that I have called you to walk in. Be diligent in that path because your reward will be, will not, you will get your reward soon in the name of Jesus. So Amen. hope, bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Thank you Audrey. Amen. Thank you, Audrey. Mm -hmm. God bless you abundantly for the word that your pastor crossed on to us. And it's my prayer that all of us take time again. You can go back that that particular message is being recorded. It's right there. You can be able to listen to it over and over again on the podcast or on YouTube. And the Lord will be able to bless us all together. There is remember the promise that and it shall come to come, it shall come to pass afterward. I'll pour out my spirit. Let that become as a cry now in each one of our hearts as hope community church West London people. Every man, every woman, every young man and every young lady every child let that prayer be on our lips father pour out your spirit we know you have poured him out before but we want you to pour out your spirit afresh feel us afresh let that be the cry which one of us feel me afresh feel me afresh feel me over and over and over every day let that prayer come out of your lips we are going to see something powerful and glorious happening in our midst because it's not by might not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God of hosts. So our sister Audrey, God bless you abundantly. Thank you for being available to come and bless us and to bless God's people. And just as our sister has shared, the spirit of God comes upon his sons and his daughters. He comes upon the men and the women, those ones who have acknowledged him as Lord and Savior. And just before we close, we don't want to close you out. Maybe you are there, you're online, you're a member of a family, and you have not known this Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This Spirit of God comes upon those who acknowledge him as Lord and Savior of their life. He is the Spirit of God who comes to build and to strengthen and to make you into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ and to transform our lives. So that, like in the seven areas that our sister has spoken of in, uh, finally, you can have an influence in all those particular areas by the Spirit of God, not by our own might, not by our own strength. So we would like to welcome any man or any woman. Maybe you're there, young man or young lady. Maybe you have never known Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
Maybe you have backslidden and gone back into the world and abandoned the things of God. But today we welcome you back. Just pray this prayer after me. And God will do the miracle again in your life, restoring you back unto himself for the honor of his wonderful name. And his spirit will also come upon you because that's the promise he has given unto those who obey him and obey his son, Jesus Christ. So just pray and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. You have promised to pour your spirit upon all flesh. I am part of those who are in line to receive that particular promise. But I know that that promise is for those who acknowledge that your son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to you, Father, but by him, Jesus Christ. And so today, I open my heart, and Father, I believe your word. I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. And I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. I believe in my heart also that God, you have raised Jesus from the dead, and now he sits at your right hand as Lord and King of kings, Lord of lords and King of kings. And so I open my life and receive him as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive my sin, O God, and take me in as your child. And let your spirit come upon me in line with your promise. I thank you because you have heard my prayer. And I believe and thank you that now I am a child of God. I will experience the incoming and the oncoming of your spirit upon my life. In Jesus' name, amen.